Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for Welcome to another Talking Giants player profile and preview. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, coming to you with my good friend, my good co-host, Danny King. And today we got Evan Ingram and Michael Thomas, not the really good one who just got paid by the Saints, the other Michael Thomas, the guy who went to the Pro Bowl this season, by the way. Um, so before we start, Danny, how are you doing? I just asked you this. We, we keep on doing these episodes on top of each other, so I, I keep on asking you how you're doing. But has anything changed since the last time I asked you how you're doing? Uh, I mean, kind of has. I, I saw, by the time you listen to this, it doesn't matter, but Robinson Cano tore his hamstring. So that's not good. Mess around a little bit of a run there. But besides that, I'm doing good, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm good. Robinson Cano, we didn't pay him, and I was mad at the time. But nonetheless, I think it worked out all right. Anyway, so let's get into Evan Ingram. This guy is going to be talked around a lot. Like he, He's probably been the most talked about like player that's non-QB this offseason because of what he's like expected to do and the jumps that he's been expected to be made. Obviously, he was a first-round pick in 2017. Um, he's going into his third year, and he's this kind of like hybrid tight end who has wide receiver skills, wide receiver speed, um, but he plays majority from the tight end position, and people say he sucks at blocking, although I think – that is kind of an overplayed take because, you know, I think he did a good job at times. But with Odell gone, he's going to be expected a lot out of, um, and we'll we'll look at some of the stats of with and without OBJ. But, I mean, what are your, like, your general thoughts on Ingram going into 2019? Uh, high expectations for Evan Ingram. Now, especially with Golden Tate suspe- suspended for four games, uh, or at least we believe he still be suspended for four games. Uh, his role will only increase, and... Uh, Eli's going to need to find that guy to feel comfortable with, and I feel like Evan Ingram could be that guy he does get on the same page with. Obviously, you got Sterling Shepard, Cody Latimer, but Ingram, he's just a matchup nightmare for linebackers. His speed is unmatched next to George Kittle. I'm not comparing Evan Ingram and George Kittle, but their speeds, no linebackers can cover them. But, like, especially in those last few games last year, he was pretty good in the Tennessee game. 12 targets, 8 catches in the... Indianapolis game, six targets and six catches. In the Dallas game, to see the finale, eight eight targets, five catches. So uh, once he feels like he almost settled down with his offense, he became really good because he was fine in the beginning of the season, but injuries really hurt him to start that season, starting that Texans game when they got his knees. So what will determine how good Evan Ingram is? This this sounds like a stupid take, but it's it's his health. That's really has harmed him last season. So if he could stay healthy, Evan Ingram will be a threat for this Giants offense, and defense will have to prepare for him like crazy. 
Yeah, man, the guy is really just an anomaly of the things he can do. And like you said, the, I think health is going to be the biggest thing for him too. Um, so I let me let's just let's just go through some numbers and we'll, we'll go through there. Uh, 2017 in 15 games, he had 64 catches, 722 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, his catch per target rate was 55, percent which isn't great, but nonetheless. Those are pretty good numbers for a rookie tight end. Last year in 11 games, he had 45 catches, 577 yards, and three touchdowns. A catch per target rate of 70%. So that's like a really good jump up. He was second on on the team in catch per target rate last year, only to uh, Rhett Ellison, who had a 74%. Um, and then, let's okay, let me just do the Odell-Beckham splits. Last year, he had seven games with Odell. He was targeted 40, 14% of the time and had a 70% catch per target rate. Averaged 3.3 catches per game and 36.7 yards per game. Really left a lot to be desired. But in those four games without Odell, well, that's when we saw him really step up. And that's how that's what me and you have talked about all season, that he has the most to gain from Odell being gone. His, his target rate went up to 22%. Uh, his target uh, or catch per target rate was 71%, so essentially the same, which is great. And then he had five and a half catches per game for 80 yards per game. Like, those are really good numbers. You mentioned that Tennessee game where he had eight catches. Uh, he he averaged, like, and the thing it was, it wasn't like he had a 170-yard game in those four games, and that, like, unbalanced the numbers. The The lowest number was 75, and the highest was 87. So he was, like, being around, the, like, the same kind of target in those games, or, or at least, you know, yardage-wise. Like you said, Tennessee was a really good game. Washington – uh, he only had three catches, but had 77 yards. Indianapolis was a really impressive game for him where he had the six catches for 87 yards. And he had uh, his two carries for 26 yards, the one on the reverse. And then, you know, finished off against Dallas with a touchdown at 81 yards. Like he, like I said, he has the most of the game from Odell being gone. And I think we're going to see him really flourish if he can stay healthy. Um, and in those last four games, I, I went back and I did this like a month or two ago. I went and looked at every single tight end in the league and see which ones had the most targets um, and what their catch per target rate was with it. George Kittle uh, was the top. He had 45 targets on a 34% target rate, which might have been the highest target rate in the NFL. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 36 targets with a 24% target rate. So those are pretty much like those are the two best tight ends in the game right now with with Gronk gone, unless I'm missing somebody. And then Evan Ingram was third with 31 targets, 22% target rate. And then Jared Cook and then Ian Thomas in Carolina, who kind of is like a hidden gem, at least from his numbers. Um, He was fifth. And then out of those five, he was the second in catch per target rate. So Ian Thomas was number one at 74%. Ingram was at 71%. So, like, he was really reliable. And that was kind of the question going into the season. Like, can we – we know that plays kind of plays Evan Ingram could make. But the biggest question has been, can he be reliable? That's the thing. Can he be reliable? And I personally believe he can. I mean, he showed it towards the end of last season. You said the stats. His role increased when Odell was gone, and that role was going to increase again once Odell was officially gone. But then his role is going to get even bigger now with Golden Tate being gone. So there's a lot riding on Evan Ingram, and I feel like this is his biggest year to prove himself. He's a free agent in 2021, but the fifth-year option is still there, so they could use it on him. 
but he's going to be 25 this year. So he, he's going to have to prove the Giants that they were right for drafting him in 2017. 2017 was more like, ah, I'm not a big fan of this guy. 2018, it was like, I see the potential in this guy. And now hopefully 2019 is a year where all like Evan Ingram is that guy. He is a dominant force at tight end. And I believe he could take that step this year. Yeah, and I think the Giants have to be creative with him. Not because like he needs a creative offense, but I think with a playmaker like that, I think you should do everything you can to let him make plays. I think, um, okay, like here's something I think they should do a lot. When you line him up, uh, you know, as a tight end, run a play action to that side, let him run backside because unless that guy, that that front side linebacker, just completely doesn't fall for a play action, and we know with Saquon that they will, he's, there's no there's no backside linebacker in the NFL who's going to be able to keep up with him at that point. So, and we saw them do some of that kind of stuff against Indianapolis. Like those are the kind of things you got to do. Um, they ran some reverses, do some of that, or just have the threat of that there. Just keep like defenses on their toes. Um, and then, you know, just run the basic stuff at tight end. Uh, we know that they're going to use him in the slot a, le- a little bit. At the end of the day, he is a tight end. But I just, I just think the Giants need to be creative with him, not because he needs creativity, but when you have a weapon like that uh, who, you know, is that kind of hybrid tight end and can play wide receiver, I think you should, you know, use him to their best of his ability. No, yeah, Evan Ingram. He's that guy that if you can get creative plays with him, he'll fry even more. The, just the Giants really haven't had a Giants. The tight end for him was Will Tide. Nothing special. Evan Ingram has all the potential to be such a special in this league. And I feel like Pat Shermer has the perfect playbook to bring out the best in him. Because, one, he's fast. You could do an end-around play, something like that. The guy, he, you could use him in so many different spots. If you want to use him, you could put him in a slot if you're if you're feeling dangerous that day. But... And I feel like also, I feel like his run blocking improved somewhat from uh, 2017. Last year, it felt like it took the step forward. That's the thing, what's good about Rhett Ellison. He can watch how Rhett Ellison is good at the run blocking because that's what Rhett Ellison's really on this team for. So the potential is all there for Evan Ingram. It's just, one, can he stay healthy? Because that's something that has harmed him last season. That That's his biggest enemy right now this year, I feel like. Dude, can he, can he just prove... Everyone right. That's because I have so much faith in Evan Ingram. If he fails, then that's just gonna hurt me because I I believe in this guy like everyone else. Probably so many people listening to this believe in Evan Ingram that he's the guy. He could be the next Giants tight end, or well, he is the current Giants tight end, but he could be that next great Giants tight end. So can you just take the Bulls by the horn and go with it? That's what we're really gonna be looking for week one and on. Yeah, and you mentioned his blocking. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. If this makes any sense. I feel like I, I said this take before, but Evan Ingram isn't a good blocker, but he makes good blocks if that like makes any sense because they're not going to put him in a situation where it's like, all right, there's Von Miller, man. Go block him. We're going to run a stretch play to you. Like That's not what's going to happen. Um, they put him in situations where he can run cut blocks or he's on the backside or you know they, they double up to a linebacker. Like He was actually like a, a lot better blocker than most people thought. I'm not saying he's like a, a Gronkowski type blocker as a tight end but in the nfl now like most like the top tight ends aren't really great blockers um but they like you have to figure out like how to use them and like ingram it seems like he really worked at his craft as a blocker um you know he, he knows when to cut like like if you remember that jacksonville play um when when saquon had that long uh, first touchdown of his career that was because ingram block clay like had a, a great cut block on calais campbell who was coming off defensive player of the year like that play was was popped off because of uh saquon or because of evan ingram without evan ingram like having that really good block on the backside, there's 
there's no touchdown there. Um, so I just think they put him in good situations and, and Pat Shermer, who I, you know, I believe in as a good head coach. I think he puts him, uh, Evan Ingram in the right situation to where he's not getting screwed by going like one-on-one with the best defensive ends in the game. No, the Giants know that Evan Ingram is not the best blocker out there. So, yeah, they're not going to throw him against a guy like Von Miller. They know what they could do. They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. So, uh, obviously, we're going to see how much he's approved of that run blocker technique. Probably uh, probably week three of the preseason, I assume. Because that's when most of these guys will get to see the action as their prep game. So, uh, if he's approved run blocker, Evan Ingram's taking another huge step. Because he has the speed. He has the hands. He showed it. If he could put all this together, I'm, I'm saying it. Everyone knows this. But he can be something special in this league. He can be a pro bowler. He can be all pro. I there's so much potential in Evan Ingram. It's just can we get it out of him this year? Yeah, the biggest thing is just being consistent and staying healthy. And I know those are big ifs and where's some you know problems with not problems, but they were they're kind of doing this load management thing, which is like cool if that's exactly what you're doing, but it does kind of worry you a little bit in, in the back of your mind. But nonetheless, like if he's out there healthy, he's going to be huge for us and will be a big part of the Giants winning games. I mean. There's just there's just not a linebacker who can stick with him in the league, um, and that's exciting to have that kind of weapon on the on this team. I mean, we thought you know his rookie season that he was going to completely change the offense and the offense was going to be you know crazy. Um, it didn't work out great because that year was just a disaster as a whole. But I, I'm I'm really excited for Evan Ingram. Like I, he's he's the guy week one. I'm just expecting the most besides Saquon Barkley just to go out and make plays more than Sterling Shepard, more than Golden Tate, if you know when he comes back from suspension, more than any of those guys, like Ingram is a guy where I'm just I'm just expecting big things out of. Hey, Evan Ingram, yeah, it's just consistency is his big thing. If he could stay consistent, because in that Washington game, the first Washington game, he had a big drop, and that, and that really got me down on Evan Ingram. I'm like, man, I feel like he's losing it. But then towards the end of the season, he picked it up and really became a contributor to this team. So if he can stay like that. All 16 games, if he could stay healthy, also, I, I'm not also. It's Unfortunately, the injury bug is part of him. We're just going to have to accept that for who he is. But if he can stay relatively healthy for the whole season and contribute every single time he's on the field, makes the blocks, make the big-time catches, he will no doubt in my mind be a top tight end in this league this year. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year for him. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll move on to Michael Thomas. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, taking a quick break to tell you about John Boy Media. John Boy Media is what hosts Talking Giants. It was started by John Boy and Jake doing the Talking Yank show. It's branched out. They have a baseball show that's top of the sports charts. The Yankee show is top of the sports charts. They got a Knicks show, a history podcast, all kinds of stuff. Superman Radio as well. Make sure to go check out the website, johnboymedia.com. You get all the best Yankee shirts in the world. And there'll be some Talking Giants shirts up soon. So like I said, johnboymedia.com. Some of these guys got to get their head out of their ass around here. All right, next guy we got is safety, pro bowler, by the way, Michael Thomas. Thomas signed with us last year on a two-year deal, uh, $2 million contract, uh, 29 years old, 5'11", 195 pounds. Uh, he played in all every game last year. He started six. 
Danny, what are your thoughts on Michael Thomas? Because I'm trying to be positive, but I'll be honest. I think he might be the guy that we're doing a player profile on that I like the least. See, I, I'm a fan of Michael Thomas. One, because I feel like when Landon Collins went down, no, he. Well, let me preface this right now. He is not the best safety out there. He is nowhere near the top. He made the Pro Bowl because of his special teams abilities, but that's fine because that means he contributed on special teams. But for what we needed last year, we weren't in the playoff hunt. It was nothing special. He, he was a guy you wanted, perfect fit. Plug him in there. He knew the defense well. So I was a fan of that. Uh, he's a good locker room leader. He's a good veteran in there. Uh, he just he, he doesn't do anything wrong. Uh, he follows everything. He's not going to call a player out on his team, at least not on live TV or anything like that. So I, I'm a fan of Michael Thomas for what he is. His special teams role is important. Uh, he can play safety and need be. I feel like he also played corner at some times last season. So I feel like Michael Thomas, while not the best player, you're not going to be hearing about if you mention Michael Thomas and normal people, they'll be like, oh, the Saints wide receiver. But he, he's a household name to Giants fans and he contributes when needed. Yeah, if that's the role he's in, I'm fine with that. If he's like the special team guy, I'm fine with that. I'm just worried about him being our first safety off the bench. And he makes me want Julian Love to play safety um, because. I just don't think I like when he's starting at safety and playing. I I feel like the offenses pick on him, um, and I I don't think the the Giants did a good job of using him either. Um, it seemed like a lot of times they had him up at the line of scrimmage and he couldn't stick with tight ends, um, and he like he wasn't great against the run either. So like I just don't like him as like a, a starting safety, which he's not. But I mean you know all it takes is one play and he's getting thrown into that role. Um, it just seemed like teams like just picked on him all the time. And like there's like watching his tape, there's nothing to get a whole bunch excited about. I know he had two picks, the one against Washington, and then the other one was against um, who was the other one against uh, Tampa, but in, in that game where you know Fitzpatrick was throwing picks all over the all over the place. I can't remember if he got it off Winston or, or Fitzpatrick. Um, so like I get that he like can make a play here and there. I just if he's our starting safety, like I feel like we're getting torched, and defenses are going to pick on him. They're going to be having tight ends all over him um and there's stuff that he can improve on it's not like he's just like a bum athlete but like it seemed like when he was in zone coverage when he was shallow he was too shallow and they were throwing the ball over him and when they wanted him to cover deep he was like way too deep like he was bailing before wide receiver even made like their first cut so i don't know that's just why i'm kind of down on michael thomas it's not that like if his role is what it is right now as a backup as a special team guy as a leader in the locker room that's great and all but I'm I'm like he's safety is the one position I'm scared for someone to get hurt at because I I think there's going to be huge problems if Thomas has to come in and start at safety again. If we see Michael Thomas playing strong safety because that's I assume where he would be because that's where they uh, put in uh, who he replace again Landon Collins I don't know how I forgot his name. Uh, Especially in that Chicago game, the Giants knew that Landon Collins' shoulder was not right, yet he still played. But they kind of used Michael Thomas, put him back there a little bit more, but he also still played the corner role. And the Bears really picked on him. He had, I, yeah, teams are going to pick on Michael Thomas if he's out there. If he's out there, one, I assume that means Jabril Peppers is injured, and that will be a huge blow because, as you said, safety depth is not what we have right now. 
uh, if Antoine Buffet goes down, I assume Julian Love will take his spot. And then if Jabril Peppers go down, I assume Michael Thomas would take Jabril's spot. So if we see Michael Thomas out there on defense in the starting safety role, that means Jabril Peppers is injured or Jabril Peppers is not good. I don't see that second option being likely. It will most likely be the first option, if anything. So, well, as I said, I like his role on special teams. Uh, if you need to put Thomas out there to give a player a break, I'm fine with that. But he should not be our starting safety. If that is the case, then I said it before. I said it a few times already. Uh, something's very wrong on defense right now. Yeah, it's just, and I think the Giants misuse him. They use him at the line of scrimmage a lot. He just as like not necessarily as the money backer, but almost kind of like the money backer. And he just wasn't built for that. He wasn't built for. Like, he's not a playmaker. And at that money backer position, you want a guy who has like those instincts and just goes out and makes raw plays. And he just didn't do that. And you know, maybe I'm I'm aggravated with the guy because he was asked to do more than he's capable. But I just and I keep on hammering this home. I, I'm scared that one of our safeties goes down, and one of them's 35 years old. So like, it's not the craziest thing in the world to, you know, think that he's going to get important snaps at some point of this season. I just think whatever he does, he needs to be more committal. If you see him just like floating, like when they're running zone defense, it seems like he's just floating around way too often instead of like. He'll, like, do his right assignment, but when it's come times, it's like, okay, I've gotten to the spot that I'm supposed to cover. He wouldn't, like, pick a guy to go after. He was afraid of, like, I don't know, like, a, I don't know. It was, like, he was afraid of a big play happening, and because of that, a big play would happen. So, obviously, um, I'm not expecting him to be in some kind of starting safety role, but if he is, just go out, like, and it's like an old, you know, a, a, a coach term. If you're going to screw up, screw up at 100 miles an hour, and I just don't think Michael Thomas did that. Um, and I think, you know, when he's lined up in man coverage with tight ends, they beat him consistently. Um, so, like, I, I just want to see him, whatever he does, just go do it at full speed. And if you make a mistake, what it's whatever. And just go out and try and go out and try and make make plays instead of going out and trying to not make mistakes. Yeah, maybe Jamie Fletcher's defense will help him if he is ever out there starting at the start of safety position. But I'm with you. Like, he's got to go 100%. Uh, it's just, I'm a fan of Michael Thomas. I feel like he, he's a great guy off the field. He's a good locker room leader. He's good on special teams, but like the position that is very bad for us, well, not bad for us, defend for us is safety. And it, we need him to take a step up in case something that goes wrong at safety. Uh, who we got? We got Sean Chandler. Uh, that's it. Antonio really. Hamilton. Antonio Hamilton. So uh, Michael Thomas, he, while we don't expect to have a major role on defense this year, if he is out there on defense, as you said, he needs to be going balls to the wall, going at it every single play. Uh, I feel like he could take an improvement because uh, it's year two in this defense, but I'm not extremely excited. I don't have much faith in that, but special teams is his home, and that's where he dominates the game. That's why he was a pro bowler this year. Yeah, and that's awesome. Like, you know, go out and ball out on special teams. Uh, and that's why I was big on going after Trey Boston because I thought that yeah, not even like just using a three safety sets, but just having that depth is important. But I think Trey Boston was looking somewhere to go and be like a guaranteed starter. So I, I, I think that's what broke it up for the, you know, one year, three million in Carolina. I, I think the giants, if I think the giants were willing to match that, but nonetheless, you know, he is the guy that's back there. Um, he's big on special teams. And like, I, I don't like like going against him because one, I, like he, like you said, he's a great guy in the locker room, and, and guys look up to him. They talk about him. Uh, I've even done some, you know, I, I use his his uh, not agent, but like his publicist is somebody who I've gotten interviews through. 
Um, so like I, I don't like like going against him. I just I'm just not impressed with him. But nonetheless, he is who he is. Uh, hopefully, he's just in a, in a special team role and you know get some defensive reps here and there. But we'll see what happens. Uh, not ruling the guy out. He's you know only 29 years old. He was he was always pretty decent for Miami. Nothing any anything special. He didn't have like a huge drop off. But he was better in his time with Miami, and I think he had a bigger role as well. So it'll be interesting. Anything else on Thomas before we move on, Danny? I got nothing else to add on Michael. All right, so I'm moving on to the end because that's a show. That's our player profile preview. We appreciate you guys listening. If you guys enjoy these, please leave a rating review. Our number of rating reviews sucks, especially, and it's not like, oh, like we only have a few listeners and like they rate a review. It's like, no, I get to see, and I get, I see how many people use Apple, how many people use Spotify. So our ratings and reviews should be a lot higher than they are. So please help us out with that. Uh, and we appreciate you. And until next time, folks, next time, folks, not next times, next time, folks, let's go big blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started